a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining me for Let's Get Moving. Today we are talking about how exercise affects our mental health. And with me is Mickey Eberhardt. She is the health and wellness contributor at Studio 5 at KSL. She's also a registered dietitian and a personal trainer. So let's get started here. We all know, you know, we get on the treadmill in the morning or we go for that morning walk that it's good for us physically. Right. Let's talk about what happens to us emotionally, mentally when we take that walk. Well, there are quite a few things, Maria. And one of those things is we all know that we get these natural endorphins that get flowing that just raise our spirits that help us to be able to see things in a, a brighter light kind of a thing. It's, it's, it's a new lens to see things from. And I think the other side of this, of how things help us improve, is it gives us a moment where we can kind of take our mind off of worries. You know, if I'm on the treadmill, let's say, and I can listen to music or watch a show or, you know, listen to a book, my mind gets drawn away from maybe the things that I'm really worried about in the day to day. Um, Another thing that can be helpful when it comes to our mental health combined with the benefits that we see in our mental health would be, you know, more like more confidence that you gain from being able to do something that's maybe hard and achieving that. There's, There's a level of confidence that comes there. And then one of the other things I think about, too, is finding an outlet of how we can cope with things in a healthier way. You know, if we have uh, debilitating stress and anxiety and depression and other things that that we may be struggling with, while exercise isn't the cure-all, I do think it can be a helpful coping mechanism for, you know, instead of turning to things that may be detrimental to our health, right? Right. Also, one of the other things that I've thought of as I've started working out more and more, trying to get fit for summer, trying to just improve my health, is that I'm sleeping a lot better. This is an amazing result of even minimal exercise. And there's so many fun studies that back this up that even just 20 to 30 minutes, it doesn't have to be all combined together, Maria. It could be 10 little snippets here or there um, that that can significantly improve sleep overall. Um, Not only does it help us sleep better, but it often helps us get to sleep faster. I think it's so important to note that It doesn't have to be an hour-long workout. A lot of us don't enjoy working out. Let's face it, we don't. Right. I often say sometimes we have to be Nike and just do it, right? We have this knowledge that it's what we should do, but how do we put it into practice so that it's what we are doing? And so often we think all or nothing. Like I either have to change my clothes, get sweaty, go to a gym to be able for, for it to be able to count. And the reality is that is not true. We can, I always say to, you know, clients and other people, you don't even have to get sweaty. You know, you could take that 10 minutes that you're sitting there waiting at a carpool lane, 
or, you know, in between a kid's sports game or whatever it may be and take laps around a field, around the grass, around the building, it counts. You will reap the mental benefits and those sleep benefits from even just that. Talk about the differences between exercising inside on the treadmill and going for that walk outside and what a difference maybe being outside can make. Yes, being outdoors has a different effect um, when the weather's lovely, right, And which we're kind of getting into. And I think it's interesting where we are in Utah, we always have to have a plan B. So if your plan A is always that you prefer to be outdoors, there's going to be a lot of times that you're going to have a wrench thrown in your plan with different weather that we have here. And so I think it's important to have both as options because the movement is the important part. But being outside, even just, you know, this week as the weather has turned lovely, you feel it. You just feel how good that sunlight on you and the warm temperatures and the lighter evenings make you physically feel. So there's something about getting out there and getting that vitamin D that helps with our circadian rhythms. There's there's a lot of science behind it, but the reality is if you are one of those people that the treadmill just isn't anything that excites you or motivates you, try getting outside. Mm -hmm. Let's break it down just a little bit for those folks that maybe just keep thinking they're going to start and every Monday morning they think, oh, yeah, I'm tired today or I'd rather do this extra thing that I have still needs doing. Um, What in your mind is the best way to really get started on just moving more, not maybe a full exercise plan, but just getting started? So I like to look at this, Maria, as a nudge. You know, like if we think if we think big, like, okay, I I need to run a marathon. That's my goal, and I don't even run, I'm gonna fail. It's too big, it's too much. And sometimes we think every Monday, okay, now I'm gonna work out. Okay, now I'm gonna have this set program in place. But the reality is one thing to think about is how can I incorporate more movement during my day than I normally do? If if I'm starting at just not very much to begin with. Can I use the bathroom upstairs instead of the one downstairs? Can I go, you know, park in the back corner of the parking lot everywhere I go and walk on in? Just adding those little bits can be helpful. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. And then we can get to a spot where... Walking is a beautiful thing, right? Get out there with a dog, with a podcast in your ear, with a book to listen to. Enjoy the sunshine and just move. Once we have that just as a baseline, then you can start that nudge a little more. Like how do I push it just a little bit more than what I'm currently doing? Because we have any movement is beneficial. 
And I want to always be clear with that, whether it's indoors, outdoors, a little bit, a lot of it, any movement is going to be beneficial. And so then it comes down to how much you're willing to carve out in your day to put towards it. But we know we should do these things, like I said, putting it into practice is the part where we have to kind of break down our own barriers there. So if it means just I'm going to try and get in a little bit more activity today than what I did yesterday, great. Once you feel that nudge, how important is it to have a set time of day when you're actually doing that physical thing, whatever it is? I think this is really important to success. And it doesn't have to be the exact same time, but I think having a plan is really important. And I have, I would probably call myself a professional exerciser <laughs> for, the, for the reason that I have done probably every kind of exercise that is out there over the course of my life. And I have done early mornings, and I have done evenings, and I have done middle of the days, and I have done the whole part of it. And one of the things that I think has helped me be successful in that, Maria, is every Sunday I look at my week. And look at where work commitments fit in, where family commitments fit in, where the evenings are going to be busy or not busy, depending on what's going on with my kids. And I pencil in where that exercise is going to take place. Does it need to be early morning this morning? Okay, I'm going to do that. I know for myself, I can't do three early mornings in a row. I can't do that. And so I'll do an early morning here. And oh, this day I could do mid-morning. Oh, this day I'm going to have to do it here. And then I keep that appointment to myself like I would a work commitment or anything else. And I know that when I do that, I am more productive in my work life. I have a little more patience with my family. And so it's worth the effort, in my opinion, to find the time that works for you. There's a lot of interesting studies out there that will say the morning is best, the afternoon is best. In fact, that was one that just came out, that they that the afternoon is the best time Whatever works for you, for you to be consistent, is the best time. It is so hard for women especially to carve out time for themselves. It is Family needs so much. Yes. And we're so willing to give up whatever we're giving to ourselves and sacrifice that for somebody else. And I would challenge. I would challenge that because I think taking that time for yourself, especially with movement, will come back tenfold. Um, One of the things that I started doing in the past probably six, seven years is I added in yoga to my movement. And I started, I originally added it in because uh, I hurt. (laughs) I was getting older and my joints were hurting. And I just thought, you know, I need to work on my flexibility. I need to work on my range of motion with things. And I thought, I'm going to give yoga a whirl. And while it definitely helped with those things, what I didn't recognize is how impactful the mental benefit of it was. And so when I look at a yoga class now, I look at, oh gosh, I'm going to feel really good when it's over because I've stretched and lengthened and 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 worked on things that may normally hurt. And also I'm going to be able to quiet my mind. I'm going to be able to set a good intention of how I want to show up for my family, for my for my work clients. And taking that time for me has magnified that ability to be better in other areas of my life, that that I will always continue to do it. Any final thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with? I think when it comes to consistency, we don't want to think black or white. So we don't want to think I'm either doing it like I was compared to a switch. I'm either on, exercising regularly, have this plan, I know exactly what I'm doing, or I'm off. 
I'll start again Monday. At the beginning of the next month, New Year's, we kind of just let it go. I like to encourage people to think they're a dimmer. And you may be shining brighter and you may be able to fit things in better than other times, but don't ever turn it off. If I can just find that time to take a few more stairs and do some push-ups on the counter while water is boiling, or if I can add, think of ways that I can continue to nudge myself to work a little bit harder in getting that movement in, it will always be beneficial. The first step is the hardest. The first step is the hardest. And that's where I go back to Nike. Sometimes we just have to do it. If we wait around thinking, I'm going to wake up today so excited to go and work out, it's the bet. It's, it's not going to come. Sometimes we have to act first and then motivation comes. And that's where inviting a friend to join you. That's where maybe if it is the treadmill, I only watch a favorite show while I'm on the treadmill. I only listen to this favorite podcast when I'm on the treadmill. So there's something that is positive that's enticing you to come back and to do it again and to get started. So if someone wants to get started today, just moving a little bit more, what would be your best advice? Put on some good shoes, find some good music that you like, and just head out your door. How can people get a hold of you? You can find me on Instagram at Nutrition by Mickey, M-I-K-I. Thank you so much. Thank you. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.